Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me, Mr. Joseph McGranahan, just a super fella. He's a conservative, yes, but he's a natural-born listener. Nah, no, no, I don't want to hear what you say. Recalcitrant. <laughs> I mean, he's... Oh, I like that word. He likes to listen to what people have to say. That's a four-syllable word. That's one more than you normally use. <laughs> I, I, it's the word of the day. Word of the day, recalcitrant. What do you say the definition of recalcitrant is? Uh, pretty much of a lousy person. <laughs> That's false. It's a stubborn person. Okay, That's lousy. Google. Definition of recalcitrant. <laughs> there is no definition, dummy. Here's the definition of recalcitrant. Having an obstinately incooperative attitude towards authority or discipline. There you go. <laughs> That's right. I'm all against authority. <laughs> How can you be a, p- a shill for PennDOT and against authority? Yeah, well, hey, welcome on board. What happened in that big delay yesterday? What caused that? Uh, it was a uh, replacement of a manhole cover that people have been bouncing on and hitting in the borough of Shemokin Dam. And who was doing the work? Uh, Eastern Industries, I believe. Oh, okay. For? For the borough of Shemokin Dam. Okay. So we blamed PennDOT? No, I didn't blame PennDOT. Didn't blame anybody. It was kind of a... A problem involving a lot of moving parts. Why not announce it ahead of time? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to ask the uh, officials of the borough. See, I'm the mayor. I control the police department. I don't control the borough office. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is called passing the buck. They're going to... Next, in, in Webster's Dictionary, when they have a picture of passing the buck, they're going to show Joe McGrath and say, well, I don't know. That's the, the borough. The borough was assured they'd be in and out of there in a very short period of time, but oh. they hit some snags. So Okay. But they're not there today? No, they're not there today. They did finish at some point. They got well, the, there are two more to go, but they will not be done during the day. Oh, well, thank heaven. Yeah, they had people backed up onto the exit ramp of the CSVT bridge right, <laughs> saying they this did. is ridiculous. And I talked, uh, well, I emailed our, my police chief. He emailed me last night, and then we had two accidents in, in that period of time, too. Two were in collision. So That's that, that kind good. of messed things up. And then PennDOT had one lane of the Veterans Memorial Bridge closed for berm cleaning. So it was a perfect storm of of crap. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're not usually quite that vivid. Well, it's unfortunate that it happened. I mean, no, everybody had good intentions. Everybody was trying to get something sure. done very quickly that would solve a problem that people were mm-hmm. having some issues with. And as usual, what what is it, uh, the Peter Principle? What can go wrong will go wrong? Mm, is that the Peter Principle? No, that's Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Okay. I, I knew that... it was somebody. <laughs> Peter Murphy. <laughs> Peter Principle is people rise to their highest level of incompetence. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Well, you're a little wound up today again. No, so. I'm not. I'm sitting here calmly. <laughs> you're trying to wind me up. You're doing tongue twisters. <laughs> What's your, your seashore one? Tell me that no, one. No, no. It's Betty Butter bought some butter, but she said this butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. So she bought a bit of butter, better than the bitter butter, and she put it in her batter, and it made her batter better. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. All right. Well. No, the one I remember was the warm Sally, I can't do Sally sifted seashore down by the seashore. The one I remember was a, uh, a warm-up exercise for actors. It was uh, what to do to die today at a minute or two to do, a thing distinctly hard to say but harder still to do. <laughs> the dragon will come when he hears the drum at a minute or two to do today. The dragon what, what, will come when he hears commercial? the drum. We had what? a commercial that uh, did that. Uh, a guy warming up, an announcer warming up, and all they really wanted him to say oh, yeah. was some insurance company would take <laughs> right, better Right, yeah, he, he was doing all these uh, tongue twisters. All right. they wanted it to him to say <laughs> is great price. <laughs> great price at our insurance company. <laughs> right. What the, was it? I forget what was he was probably doing. Progressive or Geico, but uh, you know they compete with these great ads. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in one of the ads, he says, "Okay, we just want you to say great price." <laughs> All right, and he says, "Well, what's my motivation?" And as soon as I warmed up here, <laughs> and then they they yell, three hundred dollars an hour." <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he's dragging it right. out. Right. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Well, welcome aboard. This is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. We always try to start out with a little frivolous ramble. <laughs> And so if you know any good tongue twisters, uh, feel free to give us a buzz. Uh, 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And uh, our program is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's sunburymotors.com, where you're going to get your next vehicle and find out how to save a few there, we got a couple of things going on in the news. Uh, let's see, what's what's in the news? U.S. Supreme Court heard about that Pittsburgh case yesterday that involves a Pittsburgh area case that involves a mail carrier who yes, does he, not wish to work on Sunday. He was on Fox and Friends uh, this morning. The individual mail carrier. Yeah, and oh, he told okay. an interesting story. Um, he, he, the first year, and th- this is an interesting story, the first year they accommodated him, you know, mm-hmm. after afterwards, then they let him fill in other shifts, uh, come back and do a second shift if he if need be and then fill in on weekends and holidays which he did but then finally the second year his postmaster as he said this morning told him that they would no longer make that accommodation mm-hmm. so what he did then was he uh, went looked around and found another post office that was not required that didn't have any involvement in the Sunday mail delivery and he applied for a transfer to that uh, post office, which they granted him, but he had to start all over again at the bottom. He gave up a chance for seniority. Prom- right, he gave up a chance for promotion where he was. If he had held on longer and they hadn't forced him to do this, he would have been promoted, and then he wouldn't have had to work weekends at all. But he did. His beliefs were strong enough that he went to this other post office and started all over again. Eventually, uh, within a very short period of time, they got involved with the Sunday mail delivery mm. and told him he had to do it. He had three disciplinary. No, two disciplinary hearings, and the first was three something like three weeks suspension, then a six week suspension, and then the third would have been he was fired, and he didn't want a federal firing on his record, so he quit and filed a suit. Mm-hmm. I would say that the post office had an, an affirmative obligation to accommodate him, wouldn't you? To do that, um, if they had done it. In other words, if he had started the job 
And he went there, and they said, now, this is the job. You do this, this, and this. Oh, and by the Sunday. way, on Sunday, you've got to deliver mail. He could have said, no, I, that's not something I want to do, but thank you for considering me. But here it was. The guy had worked under the terms and conditions for so long, yeah. and suddenly they tell him something that's a complete sea change from what he's been doing. No, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, every place you go, look, they, they can't accommodate everybody. Everybody's going to say, well, I have a potato salad date this weekend. I can't work. You know, I don't pe- think potato salad is a valid reason reason for not working. I agree. So therefore, you can't accommodate everybody. So unfortunately, the post office is in the right and the man is in the wrong and uh, he cannot be accommodated. He will have to work or quit. And, um, you know, I, well, he did I, I think that, they but should he filed, try. He filed a suit then right. to determine, let the courts determine the post whether office he had that is right. In the right. If you wish to work at the post office, it's 24-7, 365. Okay. Now, suppose here you're the program director at WKOK. That's a bit of a stretch. Okay. Okay, so we come in and we say to you, you know, Mark, now on Mark, you got to empty the trash cans every Thursday. I do that fairly often here, so keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, you're absolutely required to do it. Oh, okay, well then. And uh, dealing with trash is against your moral principles. You mm, don't want to deal with trash. You're it. worried about you're worried about your health touching trash. You know, so there was there'd be a case where something that was never part of your job, never part of your responsibility, you suddenly, came in the front door. suddenly becomes your responsibility. You know, I, I think they have an obligation. First of all, if it was a small company, let's say like Sunbury Broadcasting, where, where you have a limited number of employees, Postal Service has, what, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of employees, they could easily accommodate one person's religious uh, problem. Now, on the other hand, if 35% or 40% of the workforce does that, mm-hmm. then there's an issue. But does the post office pay premium pay for that Sunday? No. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they do get overtime, but it's not worth it in his view. His view is the principle that he doesn't want to work. But the post office... No, not that he doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to work on Sundays. Sunday, right. I got you. But uh, the, in this case, the post office is in the right. Employers have an opportunity. You volunteer to work for these companies. And no, you, say, you don't volunteer. You don't. It's a mutual decision. I have a skill. Okay. You have an opening. We arrive so a, he's handcuffed when agreement. he gets to work, and he has to get to work and start toiling, and they wear a striped prison suit, and uh, he wears a ball and chain. Just that's like a, the one you're wearing now. Well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that's exactly right. I wear a striped WKOK suit and a ball and chain that's called uh, Sunbury Broadcasting, which I gladly bear, and co- I have the key to the so front door. So there is nothing Sunbury Broadcasting could add to your daily responsibilities that you would find so onerous that you would have to say, no, I won't do that. Well, I guess if they put... I, I don't know. I, I have done everything here voluntarily because it needed done. You're, you're picking the wrong illustration. But if they said, okay, you have to clean the toilets as part of your job, that's what program directors do, you know, I might draw the line oh, Well, there. let's go the other way. Let's say Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation said to you, Mark, every Sunday you're working 10 a.m. or 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. That's okay. part of your job. From now, now, you're on. a lay minister in your right. church, yeah, that would and you preach quite often. Would you... Would you t- back and tell Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation, no, I'm a religious person, I'm a lay leader in my church, and I have to preach Sunday at this church or that church? Right, I got you. Unfortunately for me, that would be a conflict, and so I would have to resign. But the company has the right to to alter and change over time. Technology has changed everything. Uh, Amazon 
Amazon has changed everything. Post office has evolved. It's still me voluntarily unlocking the front door to come into the building in the morning. They don't lock me in once I'm here and say, okay, here's the ball and chain. Get to work. You have to do absolutely positively whatever we say. It's an agreement. Yes, there's a nuance to this. I get what you're saying, that you lose your seniority if you step out of line and uh, get a different job. And, and that's unfortunate. But the employer should be the winner in this case. They should be able to ask and or force their workers to work. And I would agree with you if day. that was a condition that was in place when the man came on duty. Mm-hmm. When he signed well, on. Amazon didn't even exist then. Well, that's too bad. You know, now I think you have an affirmative obligation to the employee. It's like zoning. You live in a neighborhood, you know, and there's a vacant lot next door to your house, and it's zoned R1. So somebody comes in and wants to change it to industrial and put in a glue factory. You know, who has the right? You've been there. You lived there. When you moved into that house, it was a residential zone. But now, all of a sudden, somebody wants to put a glue factory next door. And so you're you're very upset about that, and you, you think your values are going down, as they would and you object. It's the same thing. The people who were there and were hired under certain conditions, when those conditions are modified or changed to a great extent mm-hmm. and someone asks for an accommodation, I believe you have an affirmative obligation to accommodate them. Okay. Well, I think in this particular case, uh, the post office is in the right. They're running the post office. Bo- he volunteered to work for them. If He, he can't. didn't volunteer to work for them. You make it he sound like too. they said, we're looking for volunteers to come to deliver mail. No, they were looking for people. I'm sure right, there is a position description for letter carrier or mail. what I'm saying. He volunteers to keep working. All right. They pay him. He puts in the hours, but they keep changing and so that it conflicts with his life. So he wisely resigned. In the, Not with his life, with the, his religious, his religion. Right, I got it. It doesn't matter what. If I have an accommodation. They have to go for a bicycle ride every Tuesday morning at five in the morning. Well, you know, that's, you know, I may do it faithfully, but it's not a religious accommodation that WKOK should have Well, you're ignoring the with. best analogy I gave, which was your, your preaching duties on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Well, if I would you have were to, told yeah, I would have to no resign if, if the duties have changed. You know, radio's 24-7. I knew that when I came and in. And he, he did. So you, you would you would say, well, gee, that was their right to tell me that I now have to work uh, on Sundays All when right. I never did before. I say the post office is right, Joe, says the man is in the right. What's your view, folks? Call us now, 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. The question is, when you go to a workplace under X circumstances, do they always have to stay X circumstances? Can they ever? evolve. I say the company can evolve. Joe says this is too drastic of an evolution. No, and you're, sh- you're framing the argument wrong. Okay. Somebody who has a is a faith person of faith whose job accommodated that for a year. Mm-hmm. For over a year it accommodated it, then suddenly it doesn't accommodate it. All right. Call us now. 570-743-9565. Mm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of 
your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. All right, we can talk about the Fox settlement as the hour progresses. We have one email that relates uh, to guns. We got callers standing by. We'll start with Cindy. She's on topic. Steve, you're next. But Cindy, I think the man should be fired. What's your view? Well, I don't think it's rational to expect the employers to twist themselves inside out to accommodate all the special wants and dreams of their employees. Amen. I mean, I don't know. Imagine when I worked in Philadelphia, there were a broad spectrum of people of religious faith, right? And so what you're suggesting, Joe, is that the hospital would somehow manage to accommodate all those people. It's just not reasonable. Now, what I did as the head nurse, and I had to write the schedule for the ER, ICU, and step-down unit, was I wrote the schedule. And if you happen to be on a day that you didn't want to work and you didn't have personal time to take it off, then you, it was on you to coerce slash appeal to your <laughs> colleagues to trade with you. But that's not my point. My point is this gentleman worked for the post office for a long time. They accommodated him. They agreed to accommodate him and did so for a year. And then suddenly, and, and he did it, he had to work extra shifts, he had to make up the time. But he did it. And then all of a sudden they said, well, we no longer are going to accommodate you. They set the precedent by accommodating him for 365 days, and then they changed. But I think a better illustration... So are you saying that an employer can't change the health insurance policy because they had it for their employees for 365 days? No, but you're missing the fact that there's also a federal law that required reasonable accommodations provided it didn't uh, result in a de minimis amount of uh, expense expense to the employer. That's a federal law. And I I submit to you that it would have been de minimis to continue. It was de minimis when they agreed to carry him for the first year. It's de minimis now. So all the uh, Christian people who worked at the post office could come in and all demand to be off. But they they didn't. They didn't. One Joe, man did. One Joe, man did. If you do what you do for one, you must be prepared to do for all. Surely well, you realize that. And, I I realize and then that. all of the Jewish people would have to be off for all of their holidays and yep. the Hindu people okay. for their holidays. And listen, I, uh, I worked in radio. I started out. I started out working when I was a kid, working nights and Sunday mornings. <laughs> you know, that's what I had to do. It was it was my my entry fee for the for the for the radio business, and I agreed to that. Uh, they didn't tell me later that I had to work Sunday morning. They said your job is Sunday morning, uh, from six to ten, and your job is sun, uh, Monday through Friday evening from six until one in the morning, and that's what I worked. Well, and I think to to carry on the illustration from Cindy, Cindy, when you started in healthcare, were there any computers? Well, she's not that old. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a reasonable question. Oh, we must have lost her. Let me. Oh, uh, did we? Oh, yeah. gee, I'm sorry. Cindy, is that you? Yeah, you cut me off. Oh, I'm oh, <laughs> and not intentionally. I totally assure you. But anyway, I asked a question while you were off uh, off the well off the phone. Um, when you started in healthcare, were there any computers? Not that I recall. So over the years, did you say, oh, no, I can't run computers. I don't like keyboarding and monitors and computer programs. I cannot do that. And actually, I, was, I did not care for the computer systems that we had to deal with, but I had to do it. 
Mm-hmm. What, what's the, my alternative? Find employment someplace that still did not use computers. Yeah, or this fellow at the post office says, oh, I like delivering the mail or via Pony Express. I think po- we should be able to continue to use employer. horses. Let, let me finish. And let me, <laughs> anyway, so we should be, I should still be able to do mail via horseback instead now of vehicle. let me finish. Your employer could have made an accommodation to you and sent you away for computer training <laughs> to help you understand <laughs> it and increase. How would that have changed my feelings about working with It would have increased your job skills and your marketability. It would have been a benefit to you, not and off detriment. I would have gone to some other place. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a fool's errand there, training people up that then take those skills and go elsewhere. elsewhere. Well, uh, that happens a lot, whether you want to admit it. It's oh, happened. I know. I, I completely acknowledge it. What I'm trying to say here, Joe, is uh, while I understand that you, in a small working environment, might see that as a possibility, when you're working with 50, 100, 1,000 employees, and you start making these accommodations, what you do for one, you do for all. But you cannot, and, and that becomes untenable for the people who are trying to write schedules. But they made the accommodation for a year, and they cited no reason why they couldn't continue to accommodate him. Well, I don't know why he didn't say very well, you know, come to me and say, Cindy, you don't go to church on Sunday. Would you do my shift? I'll do your shift. Yeah, I, I think mean, he we, tried that nurses, for a while. We did that constantly. Okay, but right. now what he did, Cindy, and I may, whether you would have done it or not, he in effect went to a, a lesser hospital where he wasn't required to do the thing he didn't want to do. There you go. And so, and then they made him do it there. Well, that boss had <laughs> never given him that privilege, had they? No, but he went there knowing that they were not part of, and that the post okay. office accepted that as an accommodation. So you would prefer that post office remain in the dark ages <laughs> to right. accommodate this Well, there are those who would argue... Reject. You know, the, I understand the post office, you know, have got financial troubles, and they're reeling from <laughs> dealing with yeah. all of these they don't have There are, there are those either. who would argue that the post office is in the dark ages. All right, well, that's another topic. <laughs> well, all right, thank anyway, you so much, Cindy. So much. Yeah, thank you. All right, uh, we're going to stay on topic with Harry, and then we're going to do Steve's Got a Tongue Twister. But first, Harry, on topic, accommodating employees. Go right ahead. I, uh, I can tell you that I have uh, 20 people working in my store. I've got several who can only work a certain amount of hours because it would affect their Social Security earnings. I've got a couple. I have two who also have uh, religious things. Now, I inherited both of these employees when they came. And if I can do it for 20 people, I find it next to impossible to believe that the post office, who has already okayed it for an employee, can't find somebody out of the hundreds of thousands of people or even in the individual post office the hundreds of people they have working there the the fact of the matter is once they allowed it 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 has to go on and what happens too when you say oh what happens to the next employee it doesn't matter what happens to the next employee if you tell them what the hours are and you don't make that available that person was grandfathered in we grandfather people into things in all walks of life and all of a sudden now, because it's not convenient for you or you're afraid of confrontation, you're going to change it and mess up somebody's life and job? That's kind of... Well, I, I, I think that's <laughs> fine if workplaces stay the same over 20 years. When I came started in radio, there were no computers. Well, now we can't do anything without them. So what if I yeah, said, well, well I'm keyboard phobic? You don't even have anybody in studio. You just have somebody punching a button probably, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Joe and I are the only live people, and Lynn. I are, am a robot. Lynn Hall, our <laughs> well, fabulous producer. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it to. Uh, I am sarcastic. It's the only other foreign language I speak is sarcasm. <laughs> but, but the uh, the fact of the matter is, there's a guy for uh, radio DJs named Larry Lujak who should be a hero. He had a contract with WCKW out in Chicago years ago, and they decided to go automated. And he said, "You know what? I've got a contract. You got to keep paying me." So they paid him a hundred thousand dollars a year back in the late seventies to just come in and punch the button. He didn't even talk. So wow. There's the, there's the thing, okay, they evolved, but he's still got his money. Here, okay, supposedly they evolved because they're trying to take on more business, but this gentleman's position and, and what they agreed to him was not costing them any money, was not costing them the chance to do that business. Therefore, there's no damages coming to the company. So it's a moot point. Right. Well, I think you're you're certainly right in principle, and I stand up for people to be grandfathered into things they don't enjoy doing. But unfortunately, in, 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 this, out of things. in this day and age, uh, workplaces evolve, computers help, you do more with less, vehicles evolve, and so workplaces Trust evolve, me, and they have a more. different set of needs. Sorry. And so there's, you know, Amazon didn't even exist when, when you and I started working, Harry. So, um, but, yeah, but no, let me ask you a question, Mark. Do you believe that... This is more of a Christian thing. Do you think that it would have? Do you think it would be the same thing if he was Muslim? Uh, I don't know. There are certain groups that <laughs> I hadn't they really get, thought they, about they that. bend over backwards and and will do contortions to be able to accommodate them. And all of a sudden, here's a gentleman after 20 years of good service, they can't find a way to accommodate him. Gotcha. You know right. how hard it is to find somebody that'll stay with you for 20 years. All right, we got it's you, Harry. Easy these days. Thank you so much, Harry. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Harry. Yep, and Steve, what do you got for us today? Okay, I got something I remember from uh, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Uh, I think it was 1978 or 79. Uh, Lee Marvin was on. You only have, a, you have 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so the tongue twister was, i got to be careful with this, the sixth sheep's sixth sheik's sick. Oh dear! <laughs> well, no, I don't think I want to touch the that. One. Six sheeps, six sheeps, sick. <laughs> oh, that's cute. All so right, we got to do with Steve. the sick sheep, right? It's very sick. <laughs> Thank you, okay. Steve. Appreciate your call. Much appreciated. Good one. Practice right. that on during the break, and then we'll have you recite it when we come back. Okay. You're listening to News Radio 1070. WKOK, one of our listeners on the Peter Principle says the Peter Principle is the person who rises to their highest level of incompetence, i.e., Joe Biden. <laughs> but what about President Trump and the Bushes and Obama? <laughs> I think they all rose to the level of incompetence. This is WKOK Sunbury. <laughs> News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Best dirt, Joe. 
Papa is his favorite title. That's a four-letter word they use around the house to describe. They use some other four-letter words. Well, to describe that's another too. topic. <laughs> All right. Lynn Hall's our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. She's doing a good job. Uh, make her busy. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. You can call us at 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We spent the first half hour debating whether the U.S. Post Office should accommodate an individual whose religious beliefs indicate that he should not be forced to work on Sunday. For a time, the post office did accommodate him as best they could, but then eventually that subsided as Amazon got busier and the post office got sparser staff. And uh, so he quit, but he sued the post office. I say the post office is in the right. Uh, there's only a reasonable number of accommodations you can do for an individual before they have to work. Uh, maybe a shift or a task they don't like, or maybe a certain piece of equipment or automation or something. Uh, Joe says, uh, no, the man is grandfathered in. He came in, didn't have to work Sunday, so the workplace changed. He didn't, so they should be able to accommodate him one way or another. What's your view on this topic? I say the, the workplace is in the right. Joe says the worker well, you is say wrong. in the right. Okay, this was a well, good, there's a summary. This was a good man. He was a good, hard worker, never had any strikes against him. Suddenly no they tell him, there. can't accommodate And him. he still wants to deliver the mail via Pony Express, and he won't use any gas-powered uh, vehicles. That's not, that's not, that's oh, not a good okay. analogy so, at all. I he's, think that's he's a made, perfect illustration. He's more than willing to deliver the mail under any circumstances, as evidenced by the fact that he accepted <laughs> uh, replacement of, at a lesser post office where he would have had to work harder. Right. I, I think, you know, as, as Harry instructed, uh, workplaces should come up with as many reasonable accommodations as they can. But at some point, someone's going to have to do something they don't love doing in a way they don't love doing it. And that's why they call it work. Otherwise, well, they would just call it fun every day. Would you be arguing that? I think Harry had an interesting point. Would you be arguing this if it were a Muslim person? Would you be saying we shouldn't accommodate them? Well, I think your religious belief is a personal thing. When you volunteer to work at a company, you agree to uh, to work for them on the terms of the work. They right, pay so you what they say they'll pay you, and you work the work they ask you to do. Should Jewish people be fired for failing to work on the high holy days? Well, if you, if you it, went to a place that requires people to work seven days a week. We should fire them, huh? Okay. Well, I don't think you get should rid fire of the, them. Uh, get, you should try to accommodate them as best you can. Get rid of the Muslims who don't want to work during Ramadan or, you know, other holy yeah. months. So every workplace, fire everywhere <laughs> can't be responsible for every religion all the time. Why don't you just give people some PTOs and, and let them work around them and, and take them off? If it doesn't work on Sunday, well, let them take a PTO You don't or get 52, 52 PTOs a year to take off every Sunday where you might be required to work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, How many places you. you know that get 52 PTOs? Oh, my gosh. Well, then, then Joe, you're going to be accommodating people. Well, I have pink pigtails, so I can't work the front desk because I look hideous. So. Well, you, you, you know, I agree with you. That's a, certainly a concern. But the problem you're ignoring and Cindy ignored is that oh, they gotcha. made the accommodation. Yeah, we're not smart. They let him do it for a year. We're not smart That enough. establishes it's the, like if I gave you $10 a week okay. for a year. Here's would the you, news headline. Would you expect the $10 the next year? Duh. On the mark, a sponsor <laughs> by the Sunbury Motor Company. I can't understand what Joe's saying, but it's a Sunbury Motor Company.
<laughs> God, now, we're too stupid, Cindy. Sorry, nice try. Thanks I for didn't calling. Say stupid. <laughs> well, that's the implication. You may, you may be a little slow. You. Cindy's not slow, but you are. <laughs> if we can't possibly understand you, it must be some sort of a cranial yeah, issue. Yeah, but you keep, igno- you keep ignoring. Maybe you understand Nobody's me, but ignoring. you keep ignoring the fact that they gave oh, this guy a year doing it. All right. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> I have 50 <laughs> times. But you keep saying, well, they can't possibly accommodate everybody. But the thing is, they did accommodate How, this what guy. What do I sound like? <laughs> oh, you think can't they, they don't accommodate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'll go back and listen to the tape and see if that's, that's what, what it I really... sounds like to me. <laughs> right. There you go. You got filters <laughs> in your ears. Your hearing aids uh, filter liberals out and make them sound squeaky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our telephone number is 570-743-9565. That's five. Don't make me laugh when I have a mouthful of salt. 570-743-WKOK. Please call in and tell us what your hearing aids make Joe sound like. Well, we have to accommodate everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to On the Mark. Oh, my God. We're going to have to... Going to have to take a commercial break because we can't Why don't we take a break and not forget those news headlines? (laughs) No, I have to do the headlines. (laughs) They were serious. Death and destruction in a moment here. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Toll-free line open, 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Oh, somebody just sent us an important email. That makes sense, too. Uh, you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Here are those headlines. State police just now releasing information about a burglary that happened in Beavertown a week ago. They say around 4 a.m., someone broke into a home at Hawn and Middlesworth Streets in Beavertown. Uh, the home was occupied at the time of that burglary. No indication if anything was stolen there. The thief is thought to be the same one that uh, took items from Several unlocked vehicles in Beavertown last week. Now celebrating 40 years, Cedar Joint Rail Authority assuring the public of their safe operations. Nothing could happen here like happened in East Palestine, Ohio, they say. You see us lumbering down the tracks, going through the downtowns, and we're operating at about 15 to 20 miles an hour. And the law of physics is just different when you're running at those kind of speeds. Executive Director Steve Beatty of the North uh, of the uh, Cedarcock Joint Rail Authority talking there. You can hear fascinating interview on the WKOK podcast page. Well, bad interviewer, but good guest. Uh, WHTM is reporting that U.S. Senator John Fetterman jokingly played along with a conspiracy theory that he had a body double. Some folks have been saying on social media that there's actually two uh, John Fettermans. They look very the same. One is still in the hospital for a mental health concern, depression, but the other one is continuing as a U.S. Senate senator. So Fetterman did the video. He's at a podium and he says, I just want you to know that that theory is crazy. It's not too, not true. But just then the video cuts to Fetterman uh, wearing a different colored hoodie and athletic shorts walking in the door of the room pretending to be the senator's body double saying yo dude John what event am I supposed to be doing this afternoon the fake body double says to Fetterman 
<laughs> they stand beside each other and shrug. They're not sure what to do next. So John Fetterman having some fun there. There is finally one sane person who broke into Harrisburg and is now proposing that they fix the legislature. Representative Paul Schemmel is proposing that Pennsylvania's General Assembly move away from being a full-time legislature and instead operate as a part-time one. Pennsylvania is just one of 10 states that still has a full-time legislature. The proposal, which now sits in the House State Government Committee, would cut lawmakers' pay to $25,000 per year. It's now set at almost 103000 Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And uh, they sounded the alarm. They got Fox News to do a bulletin that President Biden wasn't keeping the White House secure anymore. An intruder was in the White House fence. <laughs> he had squeezed through the iron bars. The four-year-old ran onto the north lawn, got away from his mother for a short time, and squeezed through the fence. The little boy snuck onto the White House grounds while his parents weren't looking and triggered a security breach. Secret Service went and scooped him up and handed him back to his mother. Finally, in case you have not heard, the judge overseeing the defamation lawsuit pitting Dominion versus Fox announced they've resolved their case. The 24-member jury was dismissed just as trial was set to begin. Terms were not disclosed for the proposed $787.5 million settlement. Dominion CEO John Polis. Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees, and the customers that we serve. Nothing can ever make up for that. And in order to cover this last night on Fox, Sean Hannity did an expose on violence increasing in the U.S. under the Biden administration, showing clips, video clips of individuals getting clubbed or beaten or shot at various locations to show that President Biden is a bad president, but he said nothing about the fact that he's a dirty, rotten liar. All right. 570-743-9565. Read, Joe. Read. Well, we have several emails on topic. One of them says, I think the post office is in the wrong. We have no problems making changes for transgenders, changing the bathroom, no calling someone sir or miss, and so on. But heaven forbid someone has a religious belief. Well, now we can't do that. Women now get private breastfeeding rooms at their workplaces. But that's all okay. Well, I think that's a reasonable point. accommodation, but there has so to be is a limit. There has <laughs> to be a limit. At some point, you have to say, okay. Uh, bringing your child to work, bringing an infant to work, that's not disruptive of the uh, work environment? Well, I, I don't think they bring the baby to work. Well, how are they breastfeeding if they have private rooms for breastfeeding? <laughs> well, you figure it out, they trans? <laughs> what do they do? But they may pump? Yes. Okay. But it's it called says an accommodation. A private room. Oh, a right. private room. Yeah, so is, so is on allowing someone to go to church on Sunday. Yeah, but you make reasonable accommodations. Well, here's one supporting you. WRR says, Mark, you are correct. Joe, you are wrong. Years ago, as a school administrator, I was responsible for integrating technology into my building. In preparation, we provided numerous days of staff training over several years, all at the taxpayer's expense. And yet, I had several teachers that would not adapt to the job requirements, e.g., computer attendance, computer grade books, internal and external email. They tended to be more senior faculty members. The end result was they retired, or I counseled them out of their position. They knew they would not be considered at another school district because the technology tsunami was upon them. Mm. Work conditions change. If you can't, won't adapt, there is no grandfather clause to protect you. All right. Yeah, well said. Thank you, sir. Uh, Randy, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. 
Yeah, I'm calling about what, what you guys are discussing today. Why can't we have it either way? Why can't somebody be off for Sunday if that's their religion and what they believe? And why why can't you have the one that doesn't want to go to church or whatever and they, they want to work? Work. Why can't you have it both ways? Well, they tried that for a while. In fact, they were able to accomplish that for a while. But after a while, there weren't enough workers. They reduced his staff, or he changed to a post office that had fewer workers, so there wasn't anybody oh, okay. left available. So Actually, that, that's not the case. Okay. They accommodated this gentleman for a year, and then they decided yeah. that they didn't want to accommodate him anymore. It wasn't, as far as I know, there was nothing cited as to why they couldn't continue the accommodation other than the fact that maybe they were having trouble or maybe some other people wanted Sunday off, too. Yeah, they had trouble staffing, if that's true. That much is in the AP version. Right. So... Yeah, I see what you're saying, Randy. The, the, the goal would be that, of course, if you can't accommodate, you have other people work. But they ran out of workers. And, of course, like at the Northumberland Post Office, there are probably only about three or four carriers. So you, it's not like you have 100 people from which to choose to get to work for you. But they so. don't deliver package by mail carrier. They deliver it by truck on week on Sundays. They deliver the UPS packages by truck. Okay. Or not UPS, uh, well, Amazon. I, I, I'd say if the worker, worker doesn't like that, then... Yes, get another job. Yep, I agree. You're in the right again, I mean, Randy. Thank you, he, sir. If you don't like it, uh, ask getting the job. I, I, w I would do it either way if you have enough workers. But if you don't have enough workers, can't and and the guy don't want to work, why? All right, we got you. Yes, get some other job. He All did, right. did want to work, you. Randy. Yep, just didn't want to work on Sunday. All right. Uh, read uh, the small email. Right Sorry. If this man had any of this in writing, then that would be a breach of contract. Yeah, That's probably, true. Probably did not. Although the union unions help run the post office, so maybe the union contract was a factor in the discussion. One of our good listeners says, I do find it shocking that we make religion such a priority in this country. And I'm not saying that someone doesn't have the right to each in their own religion, but why does it have to to be such a big workplace priority. I'm, I'm thinking they tried to say there. Dick from Milton, last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Well, I had 33 years in the Postal Service, small town, large town, Wimsport. But what I wanted to tell you, and I, I went back and read the whole article about this guy. He's always been a part-time or a substitute. He's never been a full-time career employee. Okay. And he was, a, he was a substitute rule carrier. It's pretty tough to get anybody to come into an office and deliver packages to a rural area unless they're real familiar with it. You can walk up and down Sunbury, Watchintown, Milton, up and down the streets and kind of follow the addresses. When you get out in the rural areas, you're kind of, you can be lost in a hurry. It's so, so, it's, so in Harry's point, you just couldn't get no normal person to come in and do that on a weekend or a Sunday or any of that. Unless right. you're trained to, in that particular area. I defy any of you guys to go around and find addresses just <laughs> to give you an address and go find them. Right, and if you, if you go up the wrong street and turn around and the wrong person's driving... Well, it's, yeah, and it's not like in Tampa. I mean, you get in a rural area, it take in, like in Washington, the one rural route went into three different counties. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it can be, it can be, you know, even for a full-time guy or somebody that's learning a route, it can be tough. But to throw somebody that doesn't know those routes in there on a Sunday, and back when I worked, the Postal Service was a seven-day-a-week job. If you didn't work on Sundays back then, the mail would be so bad by Mondays you could never, you would never get caught up because back, this is prior to email. I mean, the, the amount of mail, that, the volume of mail that came in on a Sunday, an office like Waynesport or Harrisburg was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it was a seven-day-a-week job. That's exactly what it was. But when I found out this guy was a substitute rural carrier, like Harry said, you could find, you know, you just can't find anybody to go and deliver rural packages on a, on a town you aren't familiar with. Well, That's not going to happen. Well, why do you think, having, having had postal experience, why do you think they accommodated him for a year and then said they couldn't do it anymore? Well, well, be, well several reasons. They probably didn't have Amazon packages. So they no. maybe, and he he was in a small office. He wasn't working in an office or the Wimsport. So lots of small offices really didn't work on Sundays. Well, nope. they did, if they did, it was very limited. Dick, that's they not just that's, didn't work. That's not exactly what happened. He they had the reason that they started delivering on Sunday was because they got the Amazon packages. I, un, I understand that, but a lot of a lot of large offices, Wimsports, Harrisburgs, even Sunburys, they worked on Sundays. But like a Washington, some Lewisburgs might have worked. Mifflinburg didn't work. Middleburg didn't work. But all of a sudden, when Amazon came along, of course, they worked on Sundays. My point being is, though, his job wasn't to walk up and down. He wasn't a letter carrier on a street. He wasn't a mail clerk. He was a rural carrier. And I'm telling you, the significance, the difference between mm-hmm. carrying a rural route and carrying in town is apples and oranges. So, so you just can't get anybody to fill those jobs. Gotcha. One of our good listeners I mean, sends it, a text and says... You just can't get people to do it. Is it the end of the world if you don't get your Amazon package on Sunday? <laughs> maybe point. to Amazon, to, maybe to the person expecting the package or to Amazon yeah, that wants it delivered. I don't, other than that, I don't know. Right. All right. Thank you well, so much, I'm sir. Just, I just, when I went and read the whole article, and there's a lot more to it than the guy that just doesn't want to work and filling his job with somebody. Gotcha. I'm just telling you, it is not an easy job to fill. Right. Would you want somebody? Let's say if you guys wanted, would you want somebody to walk in, sit down, and hope they could work your radio station on a Sunday if they had no experience? <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, there's nothing tougher than delivering a piece of rural mail if you're not familiar with the with the route. Yeah, if you don't know, some of them are 50, understand. 60, 70, 80 miles long. Yeah, gotcha. I can understand that. But, you know, the thing is, the post office is making money on the Sunday deliveries from Amazon, or they wouldn't be doing it, right? I mean, they're trying to cover but their financial yeah, and, and, sh- and I'm sure this isn't the most common thing. This might be one out of how many. But my point being is, this is this is one of the, you always hear people don't want to go to work. Well, I'll guarantee you this, and I have, I've been retired for 22 years, but finding a substitute mail carrier for a rural route is probably the hardest thing you're going to fa- have anybody do. All right, we got you. You can call, call up a postmaster and ask them how hard it is to find a substitute rural carrier. It's probably it is going to be, it, and you can't usually bring one in from another town. It's not like bringing a letter carrier in who can right. follow the mail up and down the street. Right. A rural carrier better be real familiar with that area. Does GPS impact that? Does that make it easier? I don't. Not, I'm not sure. Well, when I was working, they didn't have GPS, okay. but I don't know if they use them today or not. Most mail carriers know the route. It takes them. It takes them a while to learn a rural route. Gotcha. So it's not like you could bring in somebody. Let's say you had a Sunday rural route. It's not saying the guy didn't want to work. It's pretty tough to bring somebody in from Milton or Middleburg and hope they could find their way around those routes because you, the packages aren't going to go like a, a, the normal mail bed, mailbox to mailbox. They might be a mile apart. Gotcha. And hope you can find that guy. All right, we got there, you. But there's a lot more to that than just guy not wanting to work and the Postal Service not. And if you read the article, they tried to accommodate this guy all the way along. I'm just yep. telling you, I read the whole article. But then read they it ran before out everybody options. jumps on everybody. Well, they did for the first year. They accommodated him. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, call, call a postmaster up and ask him how hard it is to get somebody to work. But here's and then maybe he won't bitch about how, like Harry does, well, I just can't get 100,000 people to go to but do that guy's job. If you read the story, it's not that easy. If you read the story, then you must realize that he voluntarily accepted a demotion to a smaller post office I, where it wasn't required. I read required. all that, man. When he came back, he came back, he went to a, as a rural route. Kevin, I'm just telling you, there's a lot more to it. Go carry somebody's rural mail out and then tell me how easy it is. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Dick. Thanks for calling in.
Appreciate your call. Yep, much appreciated. All right, Dick from Milton. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. Uh, we've been talking about some of the Kia vehicles. I talked a little bit about the Kia Soul the other day in the Sorento and uh, the Sportage. But uh, today, we're going to focus on electricity. The Kia Nero was one of the top 10 electric vehicles in the planet. It's the Kia Nero EV. It's a small vehicle. It's not as big as a great big truck or anything, but uh, less than $50,000. It's rated, they have it a miles per gallon equivalency of 112 miles per gallon, if you figure the cost of electricity versus its 250 mile range. So, uh, you know, for normal commuting, that would be pretty good. Uh, you could get to the shore, but you'd have to charge it at the beach if you went to New Jersey or Delaware. But it's a fantastic vehicle. Awesome acceleration. Remember, you got a couple of electric motors on each wheel. There's none of this spool-up of uh, an internal combustion engine that you get. So they, <laughs> those wheels start to spin immediately uh, and if you hit the gas too hard. But the fabulous vehicle, you can charge it in about uh, six hours on 240 volts. If you have it on 120, it takes about 10 hours, but 240 takes about six hours. But if you got that three-phase uh, DC thing cooking, it only takes about 40 minutes. So fantastic way to r- get around town and to take your shorter trips down to Harrisburg and back. And Kia Nero EV, less than $50,000, one of the electric vehicles available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Yesterday we talked about guns. To that end, one of our listeners sent us this email. All right. I bought my first gun at 17 years of age. I worked two summers on a farm for $1.50 an hour, plus my dad's farm, but he didn't pay me. I went to a gun shop and got a Smith & Wesson 22 revolver by myself, and I has still have it. No background check. That was a different time. I guess age has nothing to do with being responsible and buying guns ever since. Yeah, me too. I haven't bought a gun in weeks. <laughs> so, Are you packing today? No, but if I were, no one would be in danger. No. We're happy. We have too much hilarity in here I today. I thought you were saying I'd be in danger. No, you'd be the safest person around. All right, 570-743-9565. We talked about the U.S. Postal Service erroneously requiring an individual to work on Sunday. Joe says they should continue to make reasonable accommodations as much as humanly possible and should never terminate an individual because they well, don't, their religion bars them from working on Sunday. You realize why we're talking about this. 
we haven't really touched on that a lot. It's the Supreme Court's going to take it up. Right. Has taken it up. You're right. They heard their initial arguments yesterday. Uh, from what uh, the little glimpse I saw on NPR, it was hard to say where they were leaning. At first, they seemed to be pretty interested in what the post office had to say about why they couldn't accommodate it, but then they were very interested in why religion asks you to take a day off. So it's hard to say where they're going to go. I, at least I didn't get a sense from what I observed you know, where they might go. Sometimes you can tell where they're going because of the kind of questions they ask. Well, I agree, in essence, with everything you said, except the fact that they started the precedent by accommodating the man. Mm -hmm. If they had said from day one, sorry, we cannot do it, I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. But once they once they set the precedent and said, we're going to work with you, This we believe this is a legitimate accommodation under the federal law, and we're going to make this accommodation for you. And then they say, no, we're not going to make it anymore. You know, so that's that's what bothers me, the fact that they agreed to do it, they did mm-hmm. it, and then they wanted to change it. Well, they it. ran out of options. The workplace evolves. It doesn't stay the same all the time. Well, I think what Dick said is a very interesting point. Uh, this guy was not a regular mail carrier. He was a substitute. So doesn't that, if he was a substitute rural mail carrier, he must have been substituting on a lot of different routes, which meant he had to learn them. Mm-hmm. I would think that would make him fairly valuable. Right. Well, GPS can help these guys get around. In but if he women. was a substitute... Why couldn't the regular mail carrier have done Sundays who didn't have the religious objection and the substitute fill in for him? Oh, that's exactly what happened. They did that for a year. He did fill in for others so that they could do it. Okay. That's the problem here, my friend. So if you were the station manager here and you have an announcer that says they can't work Sunday, you'd say, oh, okay, we'll work around that. You just stay on payroll even though you're totally worthless (laughs) to us. We'll keep paying you. Oh, but you heard Dick say how valuable he would be because he knows these rural routes. Well, you, there's if you go into our newsroom on Sunday morning, there's 200 things you got to know how to do. If you only know six of them, you can't just stick anybody in there. Well, the six would get done. Mm, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Open the front door, turn off the alarms. Disarm the alarm system, right? <laughs> and uh, Walk turn the, the lights the on. Building. Listen. Turn the, on the coffee maker. I, I'm sympathetic to the post office's position here. Anybody who manages people or manage them for a living, mm-hmm. you have to realize that you can't always – sometimes the job dictates the circumstances. I understand that, and I accept that. But here you can't overlook the fact that they thought under the law that it was an accommodation they had to make, they made it, and then they changed. The law didn't change, Mm -hmm. their opinion did. Now the question is, does that law require this kind of religious um, or any kind of accommodation. Okay. Like the, woman who has, like the woman who has the uh, the breastfeeding room, you know. She could right, do that at her desk. make a reasonable accommodation. Well, could she do it at her desk? Sure she could. But that might be embarrassing for her, so they give her a room to do it or in. Or she's working the counter. <laughs> okay. She's Can't press the... pump while you're working the counter. All right. Uh, yesterday, uh, it's hard to say what impact, if any, the Dominion slash Fox lawsuit will have on First Amendment freedoms. We'll never know, as Fox typically does. They settle lawsuits before you get to find out how they might have uh, borne out in trial. We know that Rupert Murdoch and the rest of the Fox team knew they were disseminating lies about Dominion voting systems, but did it anyway in order to help keep ratings up. They are, after all, a business, and ratings are important. And, of course, they also agreed yesterday to pay $787 million to Dominion. Which is ten times the value of the company. Which company? Dominion. Oh, it Dominion. is not. Yes, it is. That was on that was on CNN's reporting this morning that Fox agreed to pay them ten times the value of the company. They only have like two hundred twenty-five employees or less, mm-hmm. 
and they have uh, what? Um, let me see here. What well, was the total? But lawsuits aren't based on the value of the company. If you were to buy it or sell it today, no. They're, but they're that, based on dec- You know, sometimes a decade of future revenue and future growth. Well, that ain't my point, McGee. My to, point is that that that's that's a heck of a lot of money that they gave them. They must have admitted that that I think it was a tacit admission on Fox's part that if they went to trial, they'd get their lunch handed to them. And mm-hmm. what's more interesting is they have another lawsuit similar in nature, mm-hmm. still pending. And right. one of the uh, Don Lemon, who largely is a joke to me, said this morning, I'm sure their attorneys are licking their chops this morning. I had to agree with him on that one. I believe they are licking <laughs> Smartest their Smartest thing he ever said. Then he put the word black in there somehow. But this morning, Fox uh, Fox didn't cover it at all. Not a word. They didn't, yeah, they didn't say anything about it last night either. The only thing they did is had Howie Kurtz come out and read a statement. Yeah, that was at 5 o'clock, but then they didn't read it at night. So, uh, if you Which did, I you, think dis- really destroys their credibility. I'm right. sorry. Well, it's Fox. <laughs> it's, <you laughs> what know. credibility? They ain't right, got no exactly. credibility. It's, it's like there you go the again. They don't have any blaming the pig because he likes to lay in mud. You know that's not <laughs> that's their nature. It's a lie. Look at what uh, Tucker I know Carlson just did pigs. on the January sixth uh, thing. You what know, did he s- do? Saying that it was normal tourism action again. But I think what they're trying to do is tell people, yes, we do portray things in a very different light that is you know unlike reality. I think that was really part of the defense strategy was to have him do that January sixth thing so that they could demonstrate to the jury that what they broadcast is often not based on reality. It's based on faith and opinion and, you know, what they want to do. What do you think about this Fox News settlement? So, I, I folks, I don't think it really says anything about the First Amendment. It really, you know, the Fox is still at liberty to continue lying about things as, as they continue to do about other things. Do you think they could have proven malice? Oh, that yeah. was, that would have been the key. In this particular case, yeah, because How? they talked about the fact that we were going to keep lying in order to keep ratings up, even if it hurt the company. So once you converse about that and have it in an email, then that is the very definition of malice, is that we are going to keep hurting a company so that we can make more money. Well, I saw some of the reporting that CNN this morning did run some of the clips that were uh, featured in the lawsuit, if you mm-hmm. will. I didn't think they were particularly damning to Dominion. No, I think um, it's the whole body of the work that they knew Dominion wasn't responsible for changing votes, but continue to broadcast it. All right, we got a couple of callers coming in. i got to hit the break again, so we're going to do that, but callers, stand by. You want to get in queue on uh, these topics? 570-743-9565. Talking about the Fox lawsuit right at the moment. If you want to know all about the Fox lawsuit and the outcome and the settlement, don't no, go to Fox. Fox. <laughs> they don't have it. But you can uh, check out MSNBC or CNN. Maybe they'll have some words about it. New York Times has a fabulous article about it today. Very objective. <laughs> All the different article uh, aspects of it are there. So check it out. Call us, 570-743-9565. We'll be right back. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Stand patiently waiting. Good morning, sir. Enjoying open phones today. What's on your mind today? Good morning. Uh, what were you saying about Fox and alternate reality, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fox, I, uh, I don't know if that's exactly the right word. They just choose not to address things they don't want to. But, of course, it's a private business. They can do whatever they want. Some Republicans and Democrats live in an alternate reality where they really just don't see the world objectively. They just see it and hear it through their little partisan filters. Uh-huh. Okay, sort of like 
MSNBC and CNN for the past six years, Trump Russia, and a whole host of things. Yeah, that's they about right. Spread, you know, their their alternate reality when things were proven that they were lying. Right. For the past six years or more. Right. So, and, and, exactly. and we have a fine congressman by the name of Adam Schiff that continues to lie, <laughs> along with Swalwell and others, because he still hasn't produced his irrefutable proof proof that there was Trump Russia collusion. So, does that make what Fox, does that make Fox, what Fox did acceptable because others have done it? Yeah, no, I didn't a, say it was. I'm not bar. defending Fox. Fox has the money; they can defend themselves. I don't really care. I watch Fox maybe once or twice a week, and that's it. So you know, whatever. Okay, but uh, I, you know, the, the the other rest of them are all in Fox. They did this, this, and this, but they have to look in the mirror because they did the same freaking thing. But they're the ones railing on Fox, and it's you know. Whatever. Yeah, but Fox you always know, said, we report, you decide. The only problem is they ain't reporting on this. <laughs> okay. I, I, would you, Would you, Joe? Yes, I would. And I think that's okay. what a good news organization does. If, you, if you're in the subject of the news, you publish the story. You try to be as fair and objective about it as you would be about a story involving someone that wasn't involved with, with your company. Okay. Well, you know, that's that's the way it is. You know, they, they're they big boys. They can choose to do what they want to do, and that's the way it is. But when the other news medias, you know, the pile on, they really should be looking in the mirror. Just no saying. argument. I agree with you. I mean, hypocrisy yeah. is all around us. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that, that that's all. So, But uh, I have something else. You know, the, the kid that got shot out there in Kansas City, you know, he gets a phone call from Biden, and he's invited to the White House, and what? blah, blah, blah. Is that true? And, but, yes. He got the call. I didn't know he was invited to the White House. Well, that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I seen that, too, that they invited him to him and his family to the White House. So, Why? But, the, but <laughs> I, I don't know. But the but the family of the, the woman in New York, I don't even think she's been mentioned much. And, and you know, I, I don't know. Could there be a reason for that? You know, it was basically the same premise of why she died, same as the kid that got shot. They went on somebody's property that was an idiot, you know, just to ask mm-hmm. questions, you know, to seek directions or whatever or to turn around. Right. You know, in both cases, the people, and they were both old men. I don't know what that says about old men. The, the guy in New York was 65 or something like that. You think I that's old, do you? <laughs> you think that's old? <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy in Kansas Goodbye, City was 82. Goodbye, so. Don't call the program anymore. But you're done. <laughs> we can't accommodate that kind I'm of insult. I'm just saying, I, I don't know what's going on. And I'm sure we'll never know exactly why or what they were thinking. Now, I know the one in Kansas City there, right away they got the racist label out. You know, I don't know if it is a cause of you know, because of racism, or because the guy was a grouchy old man, and as he said, he feared for his life. Now, from what I heard, when he when the cops first arrested him before they left him go, which makes no sense to me. But, anyways, he you know he they said he showed concern for the kitty shot. Yes, you know, he did. To see if he was okay. So, if if it's a pure out racist thing, you think he would do that? Because I highly doubt it. I doubt it too. I I think he. You know, I think he was an older gentleman. He was afraid, and he did a terrible thing, and he needs to pay the price for it. So, but right away, they they bring out the racist race card, and that's from the beginning. That's what's going on with that. They brought out the race card on that. 
you know, maybe the guy shouldn't have been released from, from jail when they first arrested him because and they, well, they questioned him. I don't know if they arrested him, but they took him down and questioned him or whatever, and they released him. Personally, I think when you do something like that, you should be at least in prison until you know, the, the DA decides whether or not they're going to charge. And that was a pretty outright case of he needs to be charged because there was no excuse for it. So, but that, and that's, from my understanding, that's what's going on now. They charge him with first-degree felony assault or something along those lines and something else. And he has turned himself in. Some criminal action with a firearm or something like that. Well, then that was one of them because, I mean, it, it was. I mean, that's just stupid. As I've said, that's stupid. You know, I think everyone should be able to own a firearm and use it responsibly. And I've said that in the past. This guy certainly didn't use it responsibly. The, the fear for your life excuse in that situation is BS. He had two doors between him. All he had to do was close them and go call 911 if he was scared. He still mm-hmm. had his gun in his hand. Right. Same thing years ago in Baton Rouge when that guy shot the Japanese exchange student. Same case. Except that guy walked away with nothing. Okay? He walked away scot-free, and he basically murdered the kid. Same mm. thing. Okay. So I I have no, I have no, you know, no compunction or, you know, I don't know what the word is, but I have no time for people like that that go out and just... Because, oh, I'm scared. Well, if you're scared, don't open the door and call 911. You still have your protection in your hands. You're not retreating. You're still in your home. You know, that's that's the castle doctor, okay? <laughs> but once you step out of your door or open a door or shoot or open a door and then shoot through the other one, sorry, you're okay. wrong. Well, if he, was, if he had enough money to afford a gun, he had enough money to afford a blink doorbell that would show well, him a picture of who was no. there. Well, I seen it was a 32 caliber revolver. I'm thinking it was a pretty old gun, mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Right. So yeah. I, you know, 32 caliber revolver. There's not many 32 <laughs> caliber revolvers made these days. That's a 60 year old gun. Uh, probably so. So yeah, I wouldn't go that far. But that's that's neither here nor there. What right. he did was 100 percent wrong. Okay. All right, we got you, Stan. Thank you so much. So you all have a good day. You hey, too. you too, buddy. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. We got two callers lined up. Uh, one of our listeners. What's that bottom one that relates to Fox? Said heard today that Blackstone owns Fox and Dominion. If true, the settlement is a tax write-off. I don't think that's true. No, that's <laughs> not true. Blackstone doesn't own Fox or Dominion. Uh, no, Fox is owned by 21st Century Fox. So. Uh, Fox, not New, Fox News Corp. Right. So, and Dominion is owned by... It's a privately held company. Yes, yeah, Staple Street or something they're and called. I forget. They were talking about it last em, night. Many of their employees are stockholders. So. And uh, the $787 million will come in as taxable revenue to the company. So, it's not a tax-free settlement. All right. We will be right back. Hold on, callers. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Dominion is worth, what, $75 million, you said? No, no. In revenue each year or something like that? Uh, I know sometimes when you buy businesses, you go like over 10 years of revenue to kind of figure out which which is which. Yeah. All right. Well, Joseph has waited nine and a half years to go on the radio, and that's a Fox exaggeration. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Well, it's pretty close. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would comment on that uh, postal worker. I've, I've seen the mail truck go here on the first day of the week, and i never seen that before. I wonder how long it has been since they started delivering mail on the first day of the week, what you call Sunday. That's what most of us call it, yes. Well, uh, I speak biblically. It's the first day of the week. Okay, well, I speak postally, and it's Sunday. Yeah, I understand. But when did they start? When did they they start doing that? I don't think it's terribly long ago. I think it's years ago. Yeah, within the last couple of years. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like you say, they allowed this man to be off on that day, you know, and uh, now they there's there's what were they going to fire him if he didn't work or what? I didn't get the full. That would have been the end result. He switched to a lesser post office, gave up his seniority, started over again. Then they made him told him that he'd still have to work Sundays after he did all that. And then they, they told him, they suspended him, they had disciplinary hearings, they suspended him for like three weeks and then six weeks. The next step would have been to fire him. He didn't want a federal firing on his record, so he quit. Yeah. I know I worked, uh, well, my wife and I both worked at uh, American Home Food Boarders, and uh, of course we didn't work on the Sabbath, that's the seventh day of the week, according to the fourth commandment. Anyway, uh, I went to the, the you know, the uh, human resources, you know, and, and told them, you know, I, I, I didn't want to work. And they allowed me to be off, and likewise with my wife, she went and, and uh, told them that we keep the seventh day of the week, you know, and uh, they allowed us to do that. Now, again, they didn't have to, but they were nice enough to do that, you know what I mean, to make that accommodation for us. And uh, But uh, if they would have told me, I, I, I would have to quit also, or retire, you know, because I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't work on the seventh day of the week, you know. All right, we got you. Okay. All right, thank you so much, Joseph. It, by the way, uh, do you realize uh, something? Oh, Joe, the other day you said, yesterday you said something. You threw your wife under the bus. Well, you didn't throw her under the bus. Oh, my oh, wife you, under the bus? Uh-oh. Yeah, you put her in the grave. You said you lied to that phone, I think it was the phone people or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yes, that's you right. You lied to them and said that she was deceased. <laughs> And uh, how terrible is that? How could you do such a thing? I mean, because I didn't want to have an argument with the yeah, phone Yeah, I know, company. but my goodness, you shouldn't bear false witness. Oh, Just you, you want to avoid an argument which, and then to which put your wife in that? a grave. That's terrible. All right, we got you, I Joseph. I didn't think you would do something like that. You're a good Christian. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, Joseph. But seriously, I'm serious. We got you. All right, All right, right. All right. Mike, uh, you got a couple of minutes the third left. day of the week jitters today. Go right ahead. Mike. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's sleeping at the post I'm office. Coming, I'm coming. 
I'm making pickles, so. I, oh, okay. Well, we're in a pickle right, here. Go, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. Hey, well, he stole most of my thunder about the uh, religion day because day seven is the actual Sabbath. So when you he, he's wanting to get off on Sunday, I don't know how much is good it's going to do him. He'd rather have Saturday off the day of the Sabbath, but I don't know. But anyhow, I would think you know as you don't need to go to church to reach God. He can, you know, find other ways. You, you know, you're always going to have obstacles in your life. So, you know, you just have to find other ways to get through. Yeah, but the commandment is you keep the Sabbath holy. You're, and the Sabbath is Saturday, not Sunday. Well, if you consider the Sabbath Sunday. No, I, the Sabbath is Saturday, period. <laughs> okay. Day seven. Gotcha. <laughs> well, a lot of people so, then go to church on the wrong day of the week, right? Yeah, well, the the world changed the date to accommodate the world. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to have the, the the Sunday on the Saturday. They wanted to have the Saturday on the Saturday. Yeah, what would matter? What, what, what difference would it make? To. What difference would it make if we called Saturday Sunday and just ran the week from there? <laughs> make no difference. It's, it's just it what we label it. Numbers. That's yeah. just what we label it. This is silly. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm just telling how it was originally, you know, set up. All but, right. We got you, Mike. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thanks but, for what, calling. What I just wanted to say was the man has other resources. You know, you, you got to live, right? You got to work. Yep, yep. he can so, work anywhere. You know, to, to be in touch with God. Everybody's You guys hiring. are great. Been listening to you a long time and probably never hear from me again. Well, no, call <laughs> in again. By all means, oh call gosh, in. Yeah. That's what and, we're here uh, for. Yeah you, guys, yeah, you guys are great. And Lynn's a great back there. She was pretty good. <laughs> I was a cable man for 37 years, so I have some production. Oh, and, okay. Uh, Gotcha. You fix cable. Tired. On, you fix cable on Sunday. Oh yeah, many times. Yeah, many times. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, appreciate it. Keep the information going. All Thanks, right. Mike. Thank appreciate you, sir. your Thanks call, for calling sir. In. All right. All right. Doug says nobody seemed upset when many Democrats were saying before the 2020 election that Dominion voting machines were not accurate and cannot be trusted. You'll never convince many of us that the 2020 election was above board and the most secure election ever. That's nope. in quotes. Dominion's going to sue Doug. <laughs> They're <laughs> part of the problem. <laughs> and then another one of our uh, emailers says USPS delivered special delivery on Sundays for a long time. Right, but uh, the Amazon deliveries are just normal <laughs> packages. It's not really special. Well, delivery. I think it's part of the Prime deal, isn't it? I, I don't think they deliver regular packages on Sunday. They, well, they deliver promise Prime. you 24 hours, so if it falls on Sunday, that's your lucky well, day. Well, it's Prime. Right. Prime customers, they promise to deliver it in 24 hours, but they don't always make it. No, I and mean, sometimes they're faster. Yeah, I sometimes something they are. once on a Saturday morning, and it came Saturday night. I'm like, Holy smokes! Yeah, well, they, you know, it's amazing because if you're if if you can't go to a store to get something, it can be delivered right to your house within minutes. Even right? if it's heavy, you can Even order appliances from Amazon. Crazy. I don't think they come overnight. No, you got you got to schedule delivery. All right, well, we'll do this all again tomorrow, if that's all right with you. we got to talk about some threats against a drag show in Lycoming County coming up, and a sheriff in Oklahoma yeah. in hot water. And a great story by John Bogey in today's Penn Live. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.